I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they don't know the stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy, didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life. Indeed, so that they could live life to the fullest. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When the hired hand sees the wolf coming, he leaves the sheep and runs away. That's because he isn't the shepherd. The sheep aren't really his. So the wolf attacks the sheep and scatters them. He's only a hired hand and the sheep don't matter to him. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as the father knows me, and I know the Father. I give up my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that don't belong to this sheep pen. I must lead them too. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me. I give up my life so that I can take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I give it up because I want to. I have the right to give it up, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this commandment from my father. There was another division among the Jews because of Jesus's words. Many of them said, he has a demon and he has lost his mind. Why listen to him? Others said, these aren't the words of someone who has a demon. Can a demon heal the eyes of people who are blind? This is the word of the Lord. Thank you so much for reading that long passage. <laughs> um, I really wanted us to hear the whole thing. Um, I don't think I've introduced myself yet today. I'm Pastor Meg, uh, and I'm going to share with you this morning on the Good Shepherd uh, the parable of the Good Shepherd. I I'm not going to give you a traditional sermon. I know some of you are like, why is there a drafting table in front of the church? Um, I am going to invite you to enter the parable of the Good Shepherd. Um, and the way I'm going to do that is um, with godly play, which is what, um, what our kids are doing right now. Um, so the focus isn't going to be on me standing here. The focus is going to be on what is going to be here. Um, and there's going to be some slides to kind of help orient you if you can't see. But that being said, 
if you would like to move closer so that you can actually see what's going on here, um, I would highly recommend it. There's not very many people here today. Um, so yeah, please don't, don't be shy, don't be shy. I know, <laughs> you can come sit on the floor if you want to. Um, the other thing is, uh, we've got a few youth here, and we've got a few people who've been trained in Godly Play. So those folks are gonna, so what we're gonna do um, is we are gonna work together to build this parable, and we're gonna get inside it and kind of walk around in it a little bit, so to speak. Um, and if that sounds bizarre, trust me, it's good. I, trust me. Um, so parts of this presentation are responsive. I'm gonna ask questions, I'm gonna wonder about things, and you are welcome to respond. And so if you are a person who knows like kind of the godly plain language and when it's okay to respond and when you're supposed to be quiet, maybe you could say something out loud to kind of lead the rest of us to clue us in. Um, but yes, generally during, during the front end of the parable, when we're building, this, building the parable together, um, that's a great time for responses. Then we're going to have kind of an extended meditation on the parable where I will present it in a way that's very slow and spacious that gives you lots of room to imagine yourself inside it or to hear whatever God wants to speak to you about it through it. Um, and then at the end, we'll do some more wondering questions and that's the the responsive time again. So, a little different. Um, and as someone who loves tradition and routine, I, I feel for anyone who's like, what are we doing? Why did we come this morning? Um, but I, I promise it's good, it's good. All right, now I'm gonna, I don't usually, see I usually do this sitting on the floor in a circle, um, and I don't usually do it in this way. So this is gonna be different for me too, but I'm gonna to try to do this without tangling myself. Um, oh, and I wanted to say also, if there's anybody who's watching this on the live stream um, or, or who's watching this recorded later because it's daylight savings time and the weather is crummy, um, if this doesn't translate well, there is a video on the YouTube channel of me presenting the parable of the Good Shepherd kind of close up um, that we recorded a couple years ago during the pandemic. Um, that might be a better way to experience this from home. Um, all right, I'm gonna pray before we get started. Lord, help us to be ready to um, experience the parable of the Good Shepherd, to come close to you, and to understand a little bit better what it means that you are our good shepherd. Um, I pray that you will give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you might be telling us this morning through this, uh, this parable. God, I pray that you will give us an openness um, and Holy Spirit, just uh, speak to us this morning. Uh, whatever it is that you want us to hear. Amen. All right. So let's see what we have over here. Aha. Uh -huh. 
We have a gold box. <laughs> you know, gold makes me think of something valuable, right? Um, something that's, that's worth a lot of money. And parables are very valuable. Um, they are priceless, in fact. But you know, it also looks a little like a present. Um, and that's also fitting because parables are presents. Uh, this parable is yours. You don't have to buy it or trade for it or do anything to earn it. Um, it was given to you before you were even born. So it is a little like a gift. The other thing about this box is that it has a lid that is closed. And this is the tricky thing about parables. They're kind of hard to open sometimes. Um, you have to be ready. If you try to open a parable and you're not ready, you can break it. It will shatter like glass. And then sometimes, even if you are ready, you can open or you can knock on the door of a parable and it still won't open for you. Um, but the thing you have to remember about parables is that since they are yours, they are a gift given to you, even if it doesn't open the first time, you can always come back to it. Um, and it will open for you eventually. That's right. So, at this point, I think there's not much to be done other than opening this thing up. All right. Hmm. All right, I'm going to try it this way. I wonder what that could be. Maybe a giant lily pad for a frog. What do you think? What could it be? Yes! Totally. It could be grass. Anything else? Hmm. <laughs> yes, it does look very cabbage-like, doesn't it? I'm going to anchor it up here so it doesn't slide. There we go. 
can't go losing pieces of a parable. Alright, well, let's see what else is in the box. A cloud? Hmm? Oh, a comma. I love it. Yes. Swimming pool. Maybe an oddly shaped mirror or a window. <laughs> a jelly bean. Oh, yes, this is the time of year to think about that, too, isn't it? Well, this goes here. Lay it down. Oh. these. They're dark, dark blue. They feel almost like shadows when I hold them. A face, yes, the people over here see a face. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's no light in those eyes. There's no light in that mouth. It's very dark. Hmm. All right. Yes. Leather. Ooh, leather, maybe. Maybe it's a path. Hmm. Let's see what else. Oh, there's another one. More bacon. You could always use more bacon. Maybe the path is in the middle. There's a third one. Now, if you were sitting over here, you would say, goalpost. But now, there's a fourth one. <laughs> Maybe there's some bacon at Paula. If not, there's a thought for next week. Well, what could it be now? A box? If you're like sitting here or here and you see it at an angle, maybe it's like baseball. Definitely has an inside and an outside. Do you think we can make a door? Can't make a door out of bacon. All right. Well, we got to see what else we have. 
Yeah. A what? <laughs> Perhaps. We have a lot of these. So I'm going to build this up. And if you have any other thoughts about what it could be. Ooh, a log cabin. A fence. Whatever it is, it's getting stronger. I mean, it would be a house if this weren't a parable. You see, parables are flat. So I can't make a three-dimensional house in a parable, but it could be a house. Hmm. <gasps> I got it. I know who lives in the house. Now I wonder how many sheep live in this house. One, two. Three. That could be enough. getting clearer now. You know, I wonder if there's just five or if maybe there's more and this just helps us remember. I don't know. Hmm. Well, everything we need to get started is in place. So the only thing left is to begin. We have to be ready, though. Don't break my parable. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Once there was someone who said such amazing things and did such wonderful things that people started following him. They couldn't help it. But the trouble was they didn't, they didn't understand exactly who he was. And so one of the times that they asked him, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know each of my sheep by name. I lead them out 
and they follow me. I show them the good green grass. them to the clear, cool, still water.
one of my sheep is missing, I go look for it. I go to the good green grass. Beside the clear, cool water. And you know, when all my sheep are back, I'm so excited and I'm so happy that I can't be happy by myself. And so I invite all of my friends to celebrate that my lost sheep is home. ordinary shepherd. He doesn't lead the sheep out, and they don't know his voice anyway. So they scatter. ordinary shepherd runs away. But the good shepherd stands between the wolf and the sheep and would even lay down his life so that all of the sheep make it back to the sheepfold.
I wonder, I can take this back. I wonder if they're happy in this place. I wonder where this place could really be. I wonder if you have ever come close to a place like this. I wonder if you have ever found the good green grass. I wonder if you have ever let the cool, clear water touch you. I wonder if you have ever had to go through a place of danger. And I wonder how you got through. I wonder if you've ever been lost. I wonder if you've ever been found. I wonder if the Good Shepherd has ever called your name. And I wonder where this whole place could really be. Now in godly play, we know that part of a story is putting it away. So as you keep wondering in your own mind and heart, we're going to put the parable back. The Good Shepherd. dangerous place. And finally, that good green grass.
Thanks for helping me build a parable. In godly play, I would say, finally, I wonder what your work will be. The children get to choose how they want to respond to the story. For us, our work, the work of the people, is our liturgy. And so I'm going to leave you with a little bit of silence to keep talking to God or listening to God. And then we will continue with our work together. We're going to pray and we're going to share a feast together. And we're going to sing and that'll be our work. <laughs>